Welcome all to Let's Get It, where we attack today's local and national hottest sports topics. I'm your host, Randy Dutkin, and let's get after it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Let's Get It. I'm your host, Randy Dutkin, along with my producer and co-host, Jason Bryce, coming to add to you on a finally a beautiful Sunday evening in the area during this coronavirus pandemic. But today is a good day. Today's a positive day. We got a great show on tap for you. We're going to get into a little bit about the coronavirus, the impact it has. But then we're going to jump right into what everyone's been talking about in the last dance from the Chicago Bulls mm-hmm. and everything going on with that. Mm-hmm. So my man Jay, how are you this evening? Hey, what's up, brother? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm still, thank God, I'm, I'm corona-free. So, you know, I'm I'm doing well, man. You know, I'm 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 still alive. I mean, I'm looking like like I said, I told you all, Cam, I'm looking like Tom Hanks from Castaway. I just need me a little soccer ball, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, <laughs> I'm good. I, I haven't had a haircut in like two months, man. You know, um probably I'm not sure if you heard of him, but my if I take my hat off, it looks like I look like a little Lou Rawls going on, a, a little, little Harry Belafonte, old school. All I need is, a, you know, a, a little pick or something to blow my hair out, looking crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's all good, though, but I'm alive, though, so that's a good thing. My family's well, so we good, man. How are you, though, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. And like you said, same thing, you know, so far, corona-free. Good. You know, being able to do things like this and, yeah. and distract ourselves with sure. podcasts and episodes and and, and doing things and starting things that we, you know, been wanting to do for a while. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tonight, you know, we got finally an exciting time because we got a beautiful day out. Yes. We got positivity. Yes. yes. We got people out and about. Yes. Uh, you know, we get, we got people walking, people doing things. Yes. And there's a little bit of sense of normalcy this weekend. There than is. There was for the last you know, month or so. There is. And, and maybe that has to do with the weather, maybe. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yep. that's, I think that's a good, you know, point to, you know, maybe make that, you know, we had two back-to-back good days. You know what I'm saying? Where Beautiful. it wasn't like one day here and then eight days of rain. You know what I'm saying? It was like back-to-back. So it made you start to feel like, yeah, maybe we back to normal. As soon as I, but as soon as I touched the door and I was ready to go outside, I said, let me go get my mask. Won't leave home oh, without absolutely. that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, home as that. we've always said, as we've said on every episode, regardless of what happens, hashtag right. do your part. Do your part. Make sure we can move on. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. But there's a lot of still things good going on. You know, sure. of course, you know, the, the positivity, we still got to get into, you know, the impact that coronavirus had on sports. Sure. And one of the things that I really want to, to bring up, which is near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. is the fact that the Little League World Series was canceled this year uh, for yeah. the first time in their history. Wow. And that is something that you wow. can't get back as a Little Leaguer. It's something that not just the kids, but the parents, the coaches, that everybody loses out from that. Right. And one of the things, too, is tough is you can't get that back. Right, you can't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And it's sad, too, because, you know, um, you know, like with high schoolers or, you know, even some college, you know, you can maybe apply for additional eligibility or something like that, which is almost going to be a given for most students that are eligible for that. But Little League is, you know, is definitely, you know, certain age requirements, certain, you know, so they, they miss out on those things. And that's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Yeah, and, you know, like for me, like I said, you know, baseball's been near and near, near and dear to my heart. So I look mm-hmm. back on even the way that the tournament is developed, and it starts at your local tournaments sure. with 
you know, like I grew up in the Cherry Hill area. So it starts off with Cherry Hill Eastern, Cherry Hill Atlantic, Cherry Hill right. National, wow. Cherry Hill American, playing these little tournaments, Haddon right. Heights, Haddon Field. And the winner of that, moving on and moving on. Wow. And then, for instance, you know, we had the team from Tom's River. Okay. Go on to win the entire thing. I'm talking being the international champion. Wow. Not even just. Wow. Yeah. Tom's mm-hmm. River. Wow. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Wow, uh, that's amazing. Uh, I know. I I remember. Um, I mean, I watched it here and there. I, I'll be honest with you. I I haven't. I don't think I watched it. I mean, here and there, I watch it. Like if I, especially if I see like a, a team that's kind of like from, you know, the Mid Atlantic region or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then of course, you know, I, I'm a little more, um, you know, I'm a little more tuned into it. Like I I remember, um, dude with like I think he might have been like 21 playing in the tournament. Um, uh, was it Danny Almonte or something <laughs> like that? You know what I mean? I, and actually, you know what I mean? I don't know what happened to him. I thought he was going to be a big time major leaguer, but he's he's like a he's he was just, that was his that was his fa- claim to fame right there, you know what I mean? Being 21 in a little league championship, you know what I'm saying? He was he was he was actually I think he was 16 at the time, but oh, you know, I mean 16 to know, little league is is still like 21, you know what I'm saying? But I get it listen, though. Listen. <laughs> some of these kids though some of these kids got full girl mustaches. I'm like, wait a minute, ah, that's what true. they got going on that's with you, That's true. Little league? That is true. That is true. So, <laughs> that's you true. know, but like I said, you know, my, my heart goes out. And like mm-hmm. you were saying about connecting to the teams, like I think back to the local team from Tom's River, like I, re- I mentioned, and right. the guy, Todd Frazier, who went on to play with the New York Mets, you know, and be a all-star. And you always have that kind of connection. Like, oh, that's I know correct. that guy. He's from my area. That's correct. You know, even though I don't know him, there's right. like that. There's a connection. Right. I, I, and if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I think Frazier was critical. Was he critical in helping us win a ring? I, I believe he won a ring. I got to ask um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, you know, if um, I thought he might have played on that 09 Yankee team. He might have. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But I, I do like Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier was, you know, I he have was. To go he was back, yeah. And he, and he was critical for the Mets back. too. You know what I'm saying? So he, 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 was, he was a good player. He was a good player. Good oh, player. He was. Yeah. But I remember, you know, if you want to go back to the 09 team, I remember the third baseman was Mr. Alex Rodriguez. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, oh. I'm sure, yeah, he probably he probably threw yeah. out Jimmy or threw out um, you know, threw out Jimmy or maybe oh. threw out um what's it, what was what was the what was the guy that you swear is just sure. like Mr. Mr. Philly. What was, uh, Here was it? Here we go. Utley? Here we go. You got to come back with Utley? my or Butley. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll leave that alone. We're, <laughs> Did you say Butley? Butley, Chase Butley. Oh, okay, <laughs> man, that's that's disrespectful. You know, that's like me hating on Derek Jeter. But okay, no, you're okay. not. You're not comparing Chase Utley to Derek Jeter, please. That no, you can't do. It. I'm not. Okay, I'm right, not. Please, I'm not. Right, but I'm on. telling you, that's like if you're going to hate and disrespect, I got Chase, you. I got that's you. That's like me disrespecting I got you. Derek. I got you. I got so, you. <laughs> but, you know, with that said, you know, talking about the Little Leaguers, and again, you know, my heart goes out to all of them. Uh, sure. You know, and like what, the one thing, too, about that, and I always say is, after Little League, that's when those yeah. who have talent and those who don't. That's right. It right. gets separated. Right, right, right. I tell you, if you if you can, because a uh, Little League is still like, oh, let them play. Come on, hey. Everybody play. Billy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, you know, definitely uh, after that, you know, it's like, Yo, like, you know, sometimes you'll hear like you'll hear somebody talking about somebody telling, yo, get him out the game. He's scrappy. Get him out. Oh. <laughs> so you know, you know I, what I mean? I was fortunate enough 
to 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 not be in that situation. But I remember being on teams where you were like, "Yo, we're not going to win if Jimmy's out there." Right, 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 right. We you need know, somebody else but, out uh, there. Right, I got you. <laughs> but with that said, you know, sure. transitioning over from the from the little guys to the big guys, mm-hmm. you know, we still have you know, a lot of talks with the sports trying to develop something to come on back, right. you know, between baseball and basketball. And, and, you know, obviously football is hoping to start on time. Hockey is. Right. And, you know, there was an interesting thing I heard this week, uh, you know, that I want to kind of get your thoughts on mm-hmm. is, you know, people are talking about, you know, putting all the precautions in place and, you know, not having fans and limited number of staff members and, and whatnot with these teams, sure. you know, isolating the teams when they do come back. But, one of the things I heard is nobody's talking about the doomsday scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, when a player of any name, but like, for instance, mm-hmm. let's throw it out there. Let's say a Mike Trout or LeBron James contracts coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, God forbid, God forbid. but Absolutely. ends up very sick and mm-hmm. passes away. How is Major League Baseball or NBA basketball going to be able to show face and say we still made the right decision. Well, you know what? I mean, I get it. And I and I, and I ultimately think that that's why they won't play early. I mean, I think it's good talks. I mean, listen, if you don't give hope to the people, the people perish. So always understand that. Can you say that again? If you don't give hope to the people, the people will perish. So we are not just a sports show. We are <laughs> well-rounded. Oh, Look absolutely. No, no, that's definitely revelation. Absolutely. But, you know, yeah. but so you have to give them things to, you know, look forward to. So, um, you know, because, I mean, you know, I just don't think you, you would take that chance because that's a possible lawsuit, even though you wouldn't really be found guilty because you, you know how hard it is to track somebody's whereabouts? Think about how many times, just think about even people that, um, we're not even talking about basketball players, right? We're just talking about, let's say, regular day, everyday people in relationships. And um, a wife would say, hey, baby, where have you been? Oh, I was just over my friend, my friend's house real quick. And I, you know, I came right back home. That's all. But, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, he could be being honest or he could be telling a lie. So people can tell you anything. You don't really know what to believe. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if the NBA or the different leagues would even put themselves in that position to even do that because you can catch Corona if you go see your kid, but then your kid might've went over to um, Johnny's house for a sleepover. And then Johnny might've been out with his uncle in New York. You know what I'm saying? It could have, you just can't track it. You just, it's just, it's just, you can't take that chance. That's my opinion. I don't think you can take the chance. My opinion. Well, I kind of agree. And, and on our next episode, we're going to touch base on relationships and how to trust your partner. Oh but with goodness. that said, <laughs> 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 but you're right. Um, you know, you can't. And that's what I think is going to be the toughest thing is the dynamics and the, you know, the, the initial thought of we're going to bring him back with all the safety precautions in place. It sounds sure. awesome. And believe me, you and I both want him back. Right. But it is going to be hard to do that. And it that was interesting, hard. though, when I did hear about this, you know, scenario, it's like, you know, because when we look at athletes and we look at, you know, professional sport players or, or whoever it may be, you know, we feel like they have some kind of, uh, you know, cloak around them sure. where they can't be touched as much. Obviously right. there's been a lot of athletes who have been impacted and affected by the virus already. Right. So you see that they're not, you know, they don't have that cloak around them, Right. but it, it is going to be hard. And I, I think that ultimately, like you said, that that's going to be one of the reasons why it's hard to bring the sports back. Yeah. But 
again, you know, I just, everybody wants it back. We remember what happens to the, you have to think of worst case scenario. And that's, that's kind of where my head was at today. Absolutely. I mean, you know, listen, think of, I mean, that's why I said that it's, it's really like a, a, a marketing ploy, um, you know, they, they, you know, they probably have to tell some of the players. I, I always, I do think it comes down to salary as well, because you have some players, the big time players that are still making money. Okay. That's fine. But then some, they may not be getting paid like the Justin Andersons of the world or, or, um, you know, the maybe I would say now Jeremy Grant is probably making money now. Right. But, you know, um, you know, just the, the small level tier players, you know what I'm saying? Of the, so I mean, the so-called scrubs in the NBA, even though there's no scrub in the NBA, but no, the that, so-called no. there's no scrub in the NBA. Even the even the scrubbiest NBA player is still the baddest one in your neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it might be the baddest one in your whole region. In your whole region, right? So yeah. you know, even though them, they're not really making that money right now. So. Um, so you have to kind of give these things to the people to kind of keep them encouraged, to keep them motivated, to stay in this shape, X, Y, Z. I just don't, I don't see it. Remember, they were the ones that said, we're shutting the league down. So they, they, and they knew they, they had the foresight to do that. So now, now you know how crazy this or infectious this virus is opening up would almost be irresponsible to me. I think it would be true. And again, you know, I, I don't want to be, you know, the, the dark cloud on a sunny day, sure. but we just got to put it out there. And, and I hope, like you said, that, that it does come back and there's many reasons revolving around it. I still think that we are a little bit away. I know that there are some of the other major sports. Uh, for instance, I know like NASCAR is planning on doing a race on May 17th. You could do that. You know, though. you're in the car. You could do that. You're in the car. You ain't, you're not with nobody. You're with your pit balls. You can. You know what I'm saying? You could do that. You can. So, we'll see, you know, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, let's just stay positive, hoping that we're still making strides. And I think we are making strides in general as a society, as a nation, towards, you know, getting back to some normalcy. And that's a good thing to see. Right, absolutely. So, you know, but with that said, um, we are going to run to a quick commercial break. Okay. When we come right on back, we are going to have a caller call in, reach out to Hey, Mike Corbett want to join us on the show. That's right. That's and we are right. going to get into this. Jay, this is your boy from years ago. Oh man, this is this is um this is my this was my best friend. I, I don't want to say was because I think you know you meet different people um that you know you form those type of bonds with through different seasons, right? So in that season of my life, that was like my my main dude. That was my homie. We had a lot of talks, a lot of different um um you know just conversations, just dealing with. Being a kid, you know what I'm saying, and enjoying and having a good time. You know, we um, we played on the um, same basketball team. Um, you know, just just a, a great uh, great duel. As a matter of fact, I think I even got the picture. But I'll, I'll wait to I'll wait. I'll show it real quick. But I'll wait to show. Uh -oh. I'll I'll, okay. <laughs> I'll show it uh, when when um, when he gets on the phone. You know what I'm saying? Or, or I see uh, the new technology we have. So when he gets on, and then we'll um, you know we'll just have some conversation. Great sports guy. Great duel. Great do, great overall do. Sounds good. Well, let that said, you're listening to Let's Get It and watching Let's Get It. I'm your host, Brandy Dutton, with my co-host, Jason Bryce. We're going to be back and attack the last dance right after this. All right. This presentation has been brought to you by Four Walls Productions, where we specialize in creating and bringing your ideas from concept to reality. 
For more information on products, pricing, and more, please visit us on the web at fourwallsllc.com or call us at 856-650-6556. All right, welcome back to Let's Get It. I'm your host, Randy Duckin, along with my co-host and producer, Jason Bryce. Joining us now on the show is Jay's longtime friend and big sports fan, Mike Corbett. Mike, great to have you on, man. Thanks for joining us. Randy, Jay, thanks for having me on, man. It's just great to be here. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. that, man. So, you know, we've been doing this for a little while now and appreciate all our guests that call into the show and allow us to reach out to them. So the first thing I always ask all our guests, man, is, you know, with the impact of the coronavirus, how has it affected you? How has it affected yourself? Hopefully not. And what's your thoughts on how it's going to impact sports coming back right now as we know it? Well, first off, I, I've been healthy. My wife and my, my little son, Luke, is a little over 18 months now. We've been you know here at our house on Long Island, but it, it, it's been good. I, I, I work with uh, Sirius XM Radio. So the last time I've been into the city, into Manhattan, was uh, the day before, uh, March 16th. It was the day wow. before St. Patrick's Day. Okay. So and even then, like, things are shutting down. So normally I'm working in studios. So obviously a lot of the stuff, uh, I haven't been laid off or furloughed. I'm actually still working for the That's company. Good. So they sent me a laptop. So I'm able to do stuff from home, okay. um, you know, collect audio. I help edit shows because a lot of our shows have been doing We've been um, recording and, and putting into the system, like recording maybe like an hour or two ahead of time, like two or three hours ahead of time. Sure. And so it's, it's like newer content. Right. So I've been still be able to, to work at home as, as best as I can, uh, get more work done around the house. Right, you know? right, right, right. A lot of people going out for more walks. So in that aspect, uh, yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones still getting a paycheck. I know a lot of people out there, it's really, yeah. really hit them hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like what? Like I guess with um, so you're talking about like with sports too, and like the impact and like trying to get back to normal. With yeah, you know what? Like you know, like I said, you know, right now, you know, we're, there's there's starting to be plans made. You know, NBA, NHL, everybody's mm-hmm. trying to start the beginning stages of how do we come back? What is it going to look like? What are the restrictions yeah. going to look like? And I just like to get every sports fan's view on what they think it should look like and when it should, if it should come back. Yeah. Well. Um, I think it's a tough situation you look at right now with with the, the NBA and NHL because they were coming down like the home stretch or the regular season for each of them right. for the things to shut down. You know, with baseball, it could come back sometime in the summer, whether you go into July or August. Even if you play a half a season, you could always have like an extend, expanded postseason tournament and you mm-hmm. can play in warm weather for like, you could sort of go into December. You don't really want to stretch it out too far, but you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I just think it just has to get to a point where maybe, you know, if they start playing again and guys you know, wind up being tested positive, where it's not such like some crippling to, to the healthcare system where all of a sudden it just blows up the whole league. Mm-hmm. You know, the testing has to be more available. Obviously, you don't just want to say, all right, let's get sports back. So let's give them all the testing when other people are really suffering to use it. So like, the testing has to be a little bit better. It, you want to see some of the numbers drop down. The main thing is like when the, the hospitals, when they're not really, some, some hospitals aren't really overrun, but there's a lot in certain parts of cities and especially inner cities where it's they're really overrun. Yeah. So, you know, when you start seeing those numbers drop yeah. and then I think you could start seeing them come back. And even when they do, 
I, I think it's going to be these situations where guys, they're going to be, you know, you know, isolated to a certain extent in, yeah. in certain locations. You know, the NBA floated both uh, possibly in Vegas and in Orlando at, at Disney because you have the wide world of sports. You can keep all the players on all, at the whole, all the resorts there. Right. And they can play there at the wide world yeah. of sports. Mm-hmm. I know Vegas, you have the few, you know, UNLV gyms, you have uh, right. the, the Golden Knights Arena there, you have right. UNLV's old gym. They right. can play there and, you know, no one's at the casinos, they could quarantine them there. So I guess right. there's less temptation for really, you know, what it's right now, you know, there's less temptation for them to really, you know, that's another thing, you know, these players, they're going to have to feel comfortable sure. um, on wanting to, not necessarily like be exposed, to like, you know, going back and possibly being exposed, but also right. being, they're not going to be able to like be with their families, go home after games, be able to hang out with their family and their children. It's going to be something like, hey, this might be for like, you know, two, two and a half, three months, depending on how long your season goes, that you're going to be away from your families. Right. Maybe some after, like, they start getting around, like, May or June, July, they might want, you know, hey, you might want a little space, Joe, just to get back, sure. like, some sort of normalcy and playing again and maybe realize that, hey, you know what, it could be a boost for, you know, the nation, even, like, worldwide, because you think, like, you know, how big the popularity is the NBA. They right. start playing. Right. Everyone's going to be watching. I mean, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Like, horse racing still going on, and like horse racing is like probably getting like a lot of popularity now because you know there's there's a few tracks where it's still open. Obviously, you can't go to the tracks, but, but you, can you still know, put they, that money. They still have to care for the horses. And, right. Yeah, I am. That's why you know <laughs> I need the other sports to come back. So he's on like right. on horses there. So I, yeah, I yeah. I mean, they had the, uh, right. They had the Arkansas Derby. I know that yes. was just ran. Yep. Okay. So. And a lot of the ones who would have been in the Kentucky Derby, they said, well, you know, we're getting these horses ready. They got to run, you know, but let's just bring them to Arkansas and run them, you know? Right. Listen, I got a a buddy of mine who has literally been betting on DraftKings on cricket games. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw it was like a while ago, I guess Aussie Rules Football is still playing, and it was coming on at midnight, and I think Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports 2 had the game on, and all of a sudden, I just, like, before I went to bed, I just happened to, like, look on Twitter or something like that. Also, I saw all these people talking about Aussie Rules Football, and and they were betting it on and online and stuff like that. I said, wow. I tell you, you, Mike, though, you brought up an interesting point um, that I'm just actually pondering in my head right now, um, where the two locations for the NBA were talking... Las Vegas and Disney, you know what I'm saying, Orlando, right? And I think it has to do with a lot about, you know, those are kind of like entertainment type centers. So it gives the players something to do. And that that's my concern that these are players that are used to going out and doing their thing. They have money to burn, money to, mm-hmm. you know, to do whatever they want to do. So now they're back to playing the sport. They're back to living that lifestyle they're going to want to get out and do things. So I, I think it's hard to, to want to just say, hey, I'm going to quarantine them and put them just in. Focus on, on That's going to be tough. So I think that the NBA yeah. is they're, they're strategic in putting them in those type of, um, you know, I, I know at one point there was some talk about Phoenix, but then that, that quickly went away because there's probably mm-hmm. ain't shit out there. Do out yeah. there in Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it's like the desert and the mountains. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's still like the Phoenix Scottsdale area. It's, it's actually a really nice area. That that would really. be better for say like with baseball because you have a lot of different training right. sites. Right, right. They can all play there. Same thing with, with Florida as well. Right. But yeah, I, I, but I even so though, Jay, I wonder. You know, we talk about Vegas and we talk about with Disney down there in Orlando. What's mm-hmm. actually going to be available to them? That's still going to be. Are they going to open up some like casinos just for the players to come and gamble? You know, yeah, maybe they true. do that. They, that's true. I, I don't know if they do that. Um, 
I don't know what they do for Orlando. What they do? Open up the theme parks, let you know, let certain yeah. teams go in on certain days and, and let them ride. I, and, and I don't know how much guys would be like, all right, I really want to do this. Yeah. And you know, as you said, a lot of these guys they, they like to unwind, you know, and like to go out. You know, you hear when, especially when they, you know, the, the South Beach flu when players go to Miami, and Absolutely. that's why you see the Heat. Not only because right. the Heat are normally a good team, sure. but uh, you know the players like to come in the night before and party, and you know the, the Heat. Right, the Heat stomp on them the next right. night. So, right, right. It, it, yes, they do. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. You know, if they're really going to have a lot of those temptations where they normally would. Oh, they will. Um, I'm, I'm sure they really will because be I'm sure they will because just for the simple fact that they're young. Like, in, in, of course, you know. Our age or or, or, or our perspective. Oh, I, I, no, I, I understand. What, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I understand. Like, yeah. You know, they're going to want to go out, you know, unwind, sure. have fun. Absolutely. I just wonder what's going to be available for them really to go out to and do that. You know? Yeah, I got. They you. might start playing, but there's th- certain things might not necessarily be open late at night. Uh, yeah, and yeah. they might, as I said, they might want them being in a bit of a bubble, so they don't go out. And, and pick it yeah. up and bring it back in and start, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that might lead so to... So it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a tricky situation. You. It is. It also gets. It also sort of gets to a point where how far do you go trying to maintain this season before you're really compromising next season? And the future's out. Well, that's one yeah. of the things, too. And yeah. I think that... And you brought up a very good point, Mike. And, and a lot of your, your points are, are really on point about, you know, how do you keep the players isolated? How, you know, what is going to be open, what's not going to be open? And mm. again... Do you scrap this season to for the benefit of the long term? That's a very good point there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that has you know what I I hate put my like put it on the on the players and, and pressure on them. Although you think oh, a lot of these guys are millionaires, but saying hey, you know if we get you know a clearance that we could do this in Orlando, uh, you know the state of Florida, you know they're gonna have like extra medical, you know clean, you know disinfect everything, or or in Vegas, the state of Nevada, they've given everything a, a go, you know. You know, a thumbs up. Right. It's like telling these players, like, you know, hey, it's almost like putting pressure on, like, hey, how much do you really want it to go out there and do it? Um, you know, it, it's sort of unfair, but yeah. you know, you also think that I'm saying, hey, you know what, this could be a really boost, and you could really, you know, get your name out there. Sure. It's just, it's, it, it's just tough situation mm-hmm. um, because they're talking about like starting next season around you know, Christmas. Yeah. And, but I, I I understand that. But if you want to have a shortened season, like they did a few years ago with, with the, the strikes or lockout season, where it's like sixty something games, and you say, right. "All right, next year might be a shortened season." But it, there has to be a certain point where you know there has to be a cutoff where, like, all right, we got to like shut things down and just restart for for next year. Yep. I think out of all the sports, like basketball, could still sort of hold on a little while longer because I, you know, because. I, yeah, I think something like hockey, it's tough because with the ice surfaces, you can like a, a gym, like a basketball gym, you can have all right, the Heat and the Magic go out and play at 1 o'clock. Then at 3 o'clock, you got the Knicks and Bulls coming out. You right. know, you can go out and play on the same hardwood surface, you so, know, four or five games in a row. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with, you know, with the NHL, there's bigger rosters, there's the ice surface, there's more, you know, with equipment and stuff like that. And you think with basketball, all right, you just throw this stuff in the wash afterwards. It's fun. So I think like basketball, they, they can hold on longer. I think like hockey's might have to like shut down sooner. I think basketball they can hold on longer. Sure. But you know, I don't know. I uh, do you just want to say like there's nothing normal about this year. You know, let's just just cancel everyone. It. Yeah, just I mean, yeah, I, I, everyone just go about your business. Yeah. You know, we're going to be coming back in September. Yeah. You know, 
full, full blown. It's gonna be charged up. Everyone's gonna be, you know, then maybe like September, October, you could start getting people back in the arenas again. Yeah, I just think I just don't think that I think like I said, I you know, and we were talking in the last segment is that, you know, hey, listen, you know what? When you have to give, you know, um, you have to give hope to the people without without. Without hope, the people perish. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's the same thing in, in my profession as as a guidance counselor. You know what I mean? We're still talking about, oh, May 15th, May 15th. We're not going back to school, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but of course, yeah. we still have to say that because if you if you just say, oh, school's already done now, then you take a chance of uh, now increasing, you know, different people's suicide. You know what I'm saying? You just never know. You know what I mean? I, I, I guess this, it, it doesn't hurt... Like, it, I guess right now they don't really need a, you know, a drop dead date chain. All right, right once now, we hit yeah. this, we either, you know, so there's there's no reason to pull the plug on anything right now. Uh, sure. I believe. I know maybe you know. Keep stretching it out. Yep. Maybe some of the minor leagues ha- have done so, mm-hmm. which is you know I understand. But I guess right now uh, you, you can hold out because yeah. then you can even do, do something where all right, maybe you, you bring the guys back, like have them train for two or three weeks, and maybe you don't finish the regular season. But maybe you have an expanded playoff. You know, I was looking at something. Maybe you do something like we're twenty four teams. So like the top eight teams, if you just go strictly by like the standings, you know, the entire NBA, not conference, the entire NBA. Right. You have like the top eight teams, like first round by, and then you go from like nine to twenty four. You have all those teams play, you know, like the best two out of three, and right. then have them join the next round, stuff like that. So you could do something like that, and yeah. like those six bottom teams, like why have them come back for like an extra... That's another thing. Like teams that are really out of it in both the NHL and the NBA, right. teams that are really out of it, you know, have them come, you know, to have them sit and wait till like July, August to yeah. play those, the rest of the regular season when, you know, their seasons are done anyway. You know, they're not making the playoffs. So yeah. why even bring those players back? Well, because... You do make but, a good point though, yeah. Mike. Go ahead, but Dwayne. one, of the, one mm-hmm. of the things you have to think about is... You know, with those teams and those bottom six teams, those bottom six teams, the managers, the owners are still going to say, well, what about revenue sharing? And what are we? What about us? Right. But and like, the, and the players going to want their salary. Shit. Yeah, but it's stuff like, when, when, if they are coming back this summer, you know, there, there aren't going to be any arenas. You know, it's all going to be like empty. MTV, they're going to be yeah. playing at a gym yeah. in Disney or they're going to yeah. be playing at a gym in UNLV. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah. Money, even though like everything goes on, Sure. You know, it, it's money still is involved. So there is going to be, like, if they do come back, it's just almost going to be like a matter of, of pride where you're like, all right, let's, let's get back. Let's play because we haven't played for a while, mm-hmm. you know, but let's, let's give the fans something to watch. Something. And, you know, the ratings will be through the roof. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe if, if that's the case, they want to, you know, some of those teams, maybe you know, some of those players, you know, you look at teams like the Hawks or the Knicks and stuff like that, they're out of it. They're like, but you know what? We just want to get back and play, you know, because they've been cooped up. They just want to go out and play yeah. ball again for a yeah. little bit until, you know, you know next yeah. season. Yeah. Now, if, if, if they're on board, then all right. You know, yeah, it's not as if you're opening up their big gyms again. You know, they want to go out there on the court at Disney and play. Let them you play. Know, all right. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it, but I could see them maybe doing like an expanded playoff instead. And, yeah. you know, even like if someone does like win the championship, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you know, we we see like Phil Jackson throw out, you know, put an asterisk on the '99 Spurs because it was a shortened season. Oh. They don't really say that about the um, the 2012 Heat because that was like a 60 something game season. Right. Yeah, by that time, people are like ah, you know, right. whatever. But right. you know, what would this season be? Even though you would sort of play a full season, but there's a long delay. They're all of a sudden you know being quarantined in one place. That, yeah. that you know that that's a little tough. But you know, the guys just might say, you know, what, regardless whoever's the champion, we just want to go out and play again. And play. Yep. Absolutely. So, 
you know, like I said, you know, you have a lot of a lot of great ideas. I like the, the idea of the expanded format, and you know, I, I appreciate all your thoughts and everything, and you know, about how coronavirus has brought an impact on and how we may get through it and get past it. And I think that the one thing as sports fans that we can all say and hang our hat on is that we can't wait till they come back. And Absolutely. that we can have that distraction. Absolutely. So with that said, before we run the commercial break, and when we come back from commercial break, we're going to get into the last dance. There is a picture that my co-host, Jason Bryce, wanted to show you real quick. Uh-uh, uh-uh. All right, go ahead. Let's see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you texted me that like a couple of years ago. Was that like after a tournament? Yeah, like wearing a little fat boy me wearing like the, the T-shirt. Well, actually, actually, like everyone was wearing T-shirts. That was like sort of the style back then. That was the style we, back then. Yeah, we used to like, like Georgetown. You used to see those guys like the, the right. gray sweatshirts. Although That's we'd right. have like the blue jerseys the and blue white, jerseys. white right. T-shirts underneath. Yep. We saw a lot of that. Like yep. like college players would wear the T-shirts underneath and stuff. Yeah. Not no more though because now everybody's it's, it's, it's tattoos now. So everything's you know tattoos. Yeah, they, they, they got to show, show, the show that stuff. Or they have you know, like the compression sleeves and stuff like that yeah. which they might yeah. have like their endorsements on, on that. Yeah. Like, not endorsements <laughs> like say like Under Armour or Nike whatever. Sure. So they got they, they to pop that up too. And a lot of like the you know, back then it was like the, the tank top, so it was like right. skinny all the way at the top. Now they're, they're sort of like almost like t-shirts with the sleeves cut off. Right. They, they come out a little bit further, right. so you sort of like yeah. And, up a little and we bit. had yeah. the and we had the we had the short short the short shorts. Well, we we had to, yeah yeah. Well, <laughs> ours were like I think in eighth grade they were a little bit bigger by then, yeah, or at least right. I, they were like they gave us sizes bigger. But we also had the jerseys. I know you guys got a good break, but we had the jerseys where they were reversible too. That's right. Sure so enough. we had oh, like, the those were blue. Right. That, we were on, we on the road. And they were yellow. We were on yeah. the road, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, a lot of times our jerseys depended on what the jerseys. The we, I think we, we like to wear like the, I think for a while, because we're doing better in blue. So we wear blue. Oh, right, like, right, right, right. Choice at home. <laughs> but if we had like other teams, they only had one jersey, then we would like swap it out. Yeah. And if we lost, then we'd like swap out to the other side. Like, yeah. To the yellow. <laughs> we'd say like, oh, it's gold like the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> my father, he lives in, my father lives in Baldwin. Um, we're like Baldwin Freeport. And um, yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. um, when I'm with my son, and my son play ball, and when I'm with him, and we'll ride by, we'll ride by uh, St. Christopher's, and sometimes we'll ride uh, by St. Yeah, Agnes. Yeah. I'll be like, yo, listen, we had some heartbreaking losses out of there. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't well, stand uh, St. Christopher, I remember we were there in seventh grade, but we, we beat, uh, mm. it might have been St. Raymond's. We beat it by right. one point. Right. Like, we just scored, that, like, a few seconds left. Right. I mean, I, didn't score. I was on the bench. Okay. <laughs> and I remember we were, when we were celebrating, I remember... Uh, I, I headbutted uh, Lawrence. Oh, he did? And okay. my nose went to his forehead and oh. he was like holding his forehead for a second and my nose, <laughs> I lost my eyes just started tearing up and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> good times, man. Yeah, man. Good I times. think we can all, we can all think back to those good times when we grew up playing sports and, Absolutely. you know, especially with the jerseys and things like that. Absolutely. But, you know, I had to get that in there. I know Jay was excited to reminisce uh, a little bit with you. Yeah. So with that said, we're going to cut the commercial break real quick. When we come on back, Mike's going to stay with us, and we're going to get into attacking the last stance. I'm your host, Randy Dutkin. i got my co-host, Jason Bryce, and our guest, Mike Corbett. You're listening to Let's Get It and watching Let's Get It. We'll be right back after this. All right. Lady T's Elegant Creations, where everything is handcrafted with love. We specialize in personal and custom-made baskets, bracelets, candles, and more. So when you're looking for that perfect gift or just need a custom arrangement, don't hesitate to contact Lady T's 
elegant creations where everything is handcrafted with love. For more information, please call 609-531-1756. All right, all right. Welcome back to Let's Get It. You are watching us tonight and... I'm with my host, Jason Bryce, along with our guest, Mike Corbett. So when we get our last segment here tonight, guys, we are going to get into what everybody has been talking about and it has been nonstop TV mm-hmm. every Sunday night for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And the last couple of weeks, we have been watching The Last Dance, all about the Chicago Bulls. Tonight, in about 40 minutes, is episode five and six, which I know everyone is excited to get into. So... I'm just going to tell you, the last week's episode, episode three and four, was awesome. And there's so many things to get into in regards to that. The first thing I want to talk about is just Dennis Rodman and the role that he played with the Bulls. And I just, not just as a player, but the personality that he had, the character they had to deal with. For me, when I saw that segment, when he went and he said, I need a break. And he, said, and he went to Phil and he went to Michael and he went, and they said, what? And he said, I need to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, think about it. How, I don't know if that would even go down today. But coming mm-hmm. in, and they looked at it. No. And the fact that Phil Jackson, which what made him a great coach, was his ability to you know, understand each player and how to address each player. And I know Dennis Rodman had said that Phil was like a best friend to him. So to allow Dennis to go and do what he had to do and blow off the steam, you know, just that. You know, that was unbelievable. They were able to deal with that and, and you know, one of the cool things I thought was, you know, Dennis was supposed to go out there for, I think it was, they gave him, they gave him 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, after that, he was nowhere to be found. And, uh, you know, so they had to go actually out there and get him. I remember they interviewed uh, Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra was like, I don't know what was going on. People came in the room, come get him. One of the interesting things was, too, Michael said that Dennis eventually came to his room and apologized. And was like, okay, I'm good. I got my steam. And said from that point on, he was unstoppable. You know, but Dennis, you know, you got to remember, they took Dennis from the bad boy Pistons. And they were like, we need to get tough. We need to be tougher. We need to build up. We need to be able to get stronger. And Dennis was just a beast. You know, people look at Dennis and they say, oh, he was eccentric. And he was this and he was that. You know, but he was such a catalyst to that team. You know, I know that, you know, some people referred to him as like some of the best on-ball defender they ever saw. Uh, during that time period. And his role on that team was just unbelievable. And, you know, I want to get your thoughts, Mike, I want to get your thoughts, Jay, just on Dennis Rodman and his role with, with the Chicago Bulls. You can go ahead start it, Mike. I, all right. Well, I, I think with with Dennis, why he was such a perfect fit with them. Um, first of all, is like with Phil and his whole Zed Master and, you know, <laughs> he, he talked about like with the Native American stuff and yes. him and, Dennis clicked with that, where Dennis, like the only other coach probably after that, before that was Chuck Daly, where he looked at Chuck Daly as like a father figure, yeah. and then he looked yep. at Phil almost like a, as a friend that treated him like an equal, and those are the only like two that really got the best out of him, and like the Spurs, you know, with the, even though they had the great players, it just didn't work with him, and then, but I, I think, well, like with Dennis is perfect, because if it was up to him, he, he'd never score. The only time maybe he would score, like, on a putback or he'd, like, a dunk yeah. it in. But he wasn't a guy, you know, he knew there was Scottie Pippen. Of course, there was Michael Jordan. There was Kerr. They, they had all the guys. 
he was never interested in scoring with him. It was just like, he, he knew what he did best was defend and rebound. And, you know, he wasn't the biggest guy, but he talked about where he knew where the ball would hit off the rim and where if it was going a certain way, he knew which way it was going to bounce. He knew what, where certain guys, how they would shoot, where if they missed, he knew how it would pop back. So that's what he just worked on. Knowing guys' shooting styles, either how to defend them or if they were to miss, he knows how to pop off. He knew about positioning and he didn't care. Well, he, he just, You'd go there, grab a rebound, and kick it out to them. Right. Let them go and score, and he'd hang out until they came back down on the other, other end on on defense. Right. So that's why he was perfect. And, and I think sometimes it's like as wild as, as Dennis gets. And you talked about the one time when like I mean, it was like when Dennis was ejected from a game when Scotty was out, and then all of a sudden he just went and asked the, the cigar. But that was almost his way of saying like, "Hey man, yeah. I realized yeah. I realized I messed, I messed up." up. Right. I, I think. It was situations like that where Dennis, like, maybe his other players, he would screw up. But I think Dennis, they were like, well, this is Michael Jordan. And he also had like a, a bit of a command too. So I think mm-hmm. in a way, Dennis respected that as well. Um, and also I went back to like when, when with the bad boy Pistons, when they would you know beat up on Michael and stuff like that, you know, and, and, and take shots at him where he would keep on coming back. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, the, Dennis, you know, realized, you know, what a great player he was. And he also went with, with Scotty Pippen. I thought it was funny when they, they talked about with, like, go back in time with Dennis, where when he threw down Scotty Pippen, I think it was in game three or game four of the 91. Yeah, 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 yeah game four. Yeah, yeah. So, like, after that, they knew he was, like, you know, done and dusted. But it's like, Dennis is at that point of his career. He's like, all right, you guys need me just to do this, this, this. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it to the best of my ability. Right. And it, it just worked. It just worked with that team. Yeah. You know, it, it did, and, yeah. and and Jay, you know, you know your thoughts too on on Rodman and his role. I, I you know what, I I I've, I respect Rodman. I I don't think I've see. I'm I'm I like I like I guess the way I am, the way I'm built. I like I like the underdog. So I liked Rodman when he was on the Pistons and they couldn't get over the hump, like through Boston and L.A. or whatever. Because that that was when I really liked Rodman. I didn't like Rodman on. Um, San Antonio, and I thought he was a great fit on the Bulls. You know what I mean? Because they just needed somebody. You know, Horace had went to um, Orlando, Orlando, so he was gone. Yep. So you needed that person that um, that just rebound, and that's it. And I think Dennis is interesting. I think that we're going to hear about that tonight, to be honest with you, um, where they're going to kind of compare and contrast Horace and Dennis. So Because Horace won three, Dennis won three. But I do think that they were better with Dennis than Horace because Dennis he did all those intangibles a little better than Horace. So I mean the the eccentrism, I mean, you know, I'm not I mean, you know, I'm I, I'm again I, I don't judge it, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't judge. But you know, I mean as a kid looking at him in like skirts or or like nail polish or whatever, it was it was just a little it was a little odd, but at the same time you had to respect the game. You know what I'm saying? So now when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, uh, he was definitely very, very eccentric. You know what I'm saying? So um, eccentric is the way to say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You got, you got to, you got to be uh, politically and socially correct. You know what I'm saying? I, when we was kids, we wasn't saying that shit, but that's okay. No, no, yeah, that you know was different. <laughs> well, we, and we let's, and let's also say shit, this: you know at I mean? that time, <laughs> at that time, the way things are embraced and accepted now, yeah. it wasn't like that. Absolutely, right. So, I mean, and again, again, I'm not I'm not here to judge. I'm not judging, you know what I'm saying? No. I, I only judged him based on his ability. He could he could rebound and he could play defense, and that's all I needed him to do. So on top, on, on that, with that being said, he was great for them. He was great for them. He was a great player. 
Great player. And he was. And he even said, like, when, when he came back from his uh, hiatus, where, when they had the, the drill where, like, the guy, you know, yeah. the guy from the back, back of the pack, he goes and runs, and Michael George tells everyone, he goes, he goes, oh, he's going to be, you know, dead, whatever. He goes, so everyone just go, go at a slow pace, and everyone's like, all right, you know, listen to Michael, go at a slow pace. Right. And when Rodman started, poof, he flew, and they had right. right. So they were saying, like, you know, he was gone for, like, a week, and he came back, and he was, you know. He's even better. Still in, in great shape, and he had just yeah. a beat. yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, that'll be very interesting. I know, like you said, Jay, I think we're going to learn more about that tonight on tonight's sure. episode. Um, you know, and, and there was a lot, you know, in the, in the, and I think that the documentary is just covering so much. And it's one of those documentaries that I feel like I'm going to go back and watch again because Absolutely. there's so many, under, you know, understories and, 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 you know, some topics, you know, for instance, like, you know, we could go on and talk about the transition from Doug Collins to Phil Jackson. You know, that could be a conversation for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how Jordan had to acclimate to Jackson's new role. And, you mm-hmm. know, that the offense didn't circle around you. Like, Doug built everything up for Jordan. So there's so many other things. And But one of the other main topics of that series last week was the Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan, you know, debate. And, you know, how Isaiah Thomas did not shake his hand after they beat him. And the long-term impact that that may have had, you know, even moving forward. You know, I know that to this day, Jordan says he hates the Pistons. He does not respect Isaiah at all. And how it impacted even, like, Isaiah was not on the Olympic team. And, you know, people say, uh, and Jordan says, oh, no, I didn't have anything to do with it. Yes, he but did. let's be honest. If, yes, you're, he did. if you're running the team, and you're running the Olympic team, the dream team, and Jordan says, Oh, listen, you have Isaiah, you don't have me. Well, bye, Isaiah. So let me get your thoughts this time first, Jay, then I'll go to you, Mike, on Isaiah and uh, Jordan debate. I think I think what I appreciate about just listening and, and watching and hearing, I appreciate um, old school basketball. To me, that's, yes. that's, that's basketball. That's the way it needs to be, okay? So, you know, you didn't see... You know, you took you took that you took that shit personal. Like if somebody beat me, you know, I mean, Mike and Mike, you know, when we we was playing ball back at Alley of Laws, and most times it was me, you, and somebody versus Chris, somebody else, right? So um, we was playing and we was cool afterwards, but when we was on the court, it was like, nah, I gotta always try to get at him, whatever, whatever. So now it's like. You know, you 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 kept that animosity, especially when, uh, when Chris went to you know, and Chris is a good dude. But when he went to uh, Alaya Peace, we took that shit personal. Uh, yeah, yeah, we took that, that shit personal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like, damn, why you want to play with us? Oh, okay, you know. What I'm saying? So so now when you see, you know, it was to me. I think it's good to see that Isaiah. Jordan and they still they like listen. I, I mean, they should be grown men and, and lead bygones by bygones. But you know, I just appreciate that era. Number one, okay, because that to me, like that doing like what Kevin Durant did or whatever, that shit could never fly oh, okay. back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not even going there with that. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think it's interesting. I think Isaiah was waiting um, for this moment. Um, you know, I'm sure he, you know, he wanted to be able to tell his side of it. Um, if we look, if we're being honest, you know what I'm saying? I do think, um, and I was never really a big Jordan fan. I respect him. I, I mean, I have to because he, to me, he is the greatest um, basketball player one-on-one and stuff like that. You know what I mean? He, he, was on, he, was, he was virtually the only person I know in my time that was unstoppable. You, couldn't, yeah. you could not stop him. 
Okay. Um, so I I appreciate that with, with Mike. But with Isaiah, um, you know, you know, listen, that's just how it was, man. Like, fuck out of here. Like, you know, I, you know, you know I'm saying now it's poor sportsmanship that you didn't want to do that. I get that. But now to keep him off the team, I don't know. And Isaiah made a great a great point. Now, Isaiah, you know, he's he's moved forward in life. Um, you know, he has a, a unique perspective. He's got a master's degree. So that comes with another level of intelligence and and also another level of reasoning and angles to slide out of the the shit that he might have did in the past. So what yeah. he what he did say that I thought was very interesting is that um and now, and what I my perspective, but what I thought was very interesting that he said he said, listen, how how did everybody didn't want me on the team, but I was the the NBA's players association president that was voted in unanimously. That's a yeah. great. That was great. A great rebuttal to Jordan saying, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah, it was you. It was you. You know what I'm saying? It was to me. That's how I look at it. It was him. It definitely was him. How about this? There, there, uh, I'm glad like few of the things you talk about. Like on, on a side note, Jay, you'll get a kick out of this because sure. I've worked with uh, Rick Mahorn. Okay, yeah. With uh, NBA Radio. First okay. of all, Mahorn is Mahorn is nuts. Okay? Right. Especially like I'll, I'll text him time to time, and some of the stuff he texts me, right? He, he's he's nuts. Right, and, right, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember him like he he said on the air like a few two different things. One was. Um, like before, like his, when he was back with the Bullets, like in, in, in the 80s. When he started, the yeah, that's, yeah, that's when he started. Yeah, when, he was, yeah. when he was with the Bullets, and they were about, about to play the, the, the Sixers. Mm-hmm. So he was going up against um, Dr. J. Mm-hmm. And Dr. J, he like, you know, growing up, because Mahorn was from uh, Hartford. So he actually grew up, like when he was a kid, he actually was a, like a Knicks fan, and he used to watch oh, the, okay, the right. Nets too when they were in the NBA. So right. he used to get like on Channel 9, like the Nets games when they were in the NBA. So he liked right. Dr. J. Right. So he got like before a game, he got like uh, his sister like was able to get an autograph. He was able to get, you know have Doctor J come over and give his, his sister an autograph, right? Right. But as the game started, like you know, typical Mahorn, you know who right. he is, you know the right. goon that he is. Right. Boom! He he levels uh, Doctor J. He goes, "Wait, have you signed your autograph?" He goes, "That was before the game." He goes, right. "Just the game now." He goes, <laughs> he goes you know, "I got to play now." Right. And then another thing, like what, what Mahorn said, and then I'll get into like the whole ice. I went off on a tangent. Uh-huh. But I like sometimes the people call, it, man. Yeah, some people like people will call up and they'll get on Mahorn thinking that he was on that Pistons team that walked off. But you know, Mahorn was only on like his last year with the Pistons was when they won the first championship. He sure was. And he was he then, sure then he was, was exposed in the expansion right. draft, the, the Timberwolves drafted him and they traded him to the Sixers. And right, yeah, dump so and bump. Right, dump and bump. Um, right. So like people get him like, Oh yeah, you guys walked off the court. All of a sudden Mahorn will say Wait a minute. He goes, right. I wasn't on the I team. Right I team. didn't walk off the court. Right. He goes, but if I was there, I would have walked on a, off the court. He goes, I would have been shaking the bull's hand. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah, because uh, like Mahorn and, 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 uh, and Lambeer are buddies too. So like right. Lambeer is still unapologetic. You know, Lambeer yeah. like, right. right. is still a jerk. Lambeer is an asshole. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he don't care. Because right. he knows he's not, you know, he's content coaching the WNBA. He goes, I'll, I'll right. say whatever the hell I want about the NBA. Right. You know? he don't matter. Right. But uh, <laughs> I think the whole, the whole situation I think what also might have burned uh, like the bulls about it too, because mm-hmm. you go back to like what, what Isaiah talked about, like with with the uh, uh, the Celtics walking off, because sure. some of them did that in yep. in, in eighty eight, and then like they went over, like, uh, they were able to shake 
you know, before the game ended. But I think sometimes, I think in that situation, you guys remember in the 80s, like the fans used to storm the court a lot. Absolutely. That was, yeah. back, that was back in the, the Silverdome days. So you, right. you, you had a lot more people yeah, than, you yeah. know. 60,000, some people. So plus, I right. think maybe, yeah. you know, that game was well in hand. So I think maybe some of the Celtics were getting off just before. Everybody stormed the court. So that's a good yeah, point. Yeah. That's a good so point. So I think that, that might have been the situation. But he also said that he goes, he didn't care that they were like walking off. He just happened to bump into like, like, uh, well, Mikhail. like Mikhail on his way yeah. off and then Mikhail like shook his hand and said hey good luck against LA right. Like that. right but I think what also burned some of the like the Bulls where they shook their hands either, you know there was time left and it was in in Detroit where they just like walked right past their bench if they would have done it maybe like as soon as like time expired and they just walked off I think that would have been right. a different story right. and then Sally did all John Sally did say that there was like three or four guys that, that went like Congratulated, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know how much that played an issue. There still might have been the ultimate rivalry there between the two players, and there was like some stuff said, you know, between the teams. Not only with like sure. you talk about like, yeah, you know, like three straight conference finals against each other, right. but they were also in the same that central division, so they were right. going up against each other for years. For and years. You know, Jordan right. was getting beat up on by the Pistons for years, not just those playoff series, but like the regular season, regular season too. Two. Yeah, absolutely, when they would play six times, you know, not like four, right. like four times. Now. They were played six times. Right. So I think a lot of that, but still, like, if, I still think it, would, it is probably very petty and Bush if it was like Jordan indeed had played a role in keeping Isaiah off. Because it, it, it does make sense why Isaiah wasn't on that team. Right. You know, I get the whole like, the, the aspect of having like uh, Leitner there because it was the first one without the college players, but they still wanted to have like one keep, person, like, the old right. route to have like a college right. guy on, although. Like two years later, they did away with that when they were playing the World Championships, and Isaiah was on the team. Right. But who who's the head coach of the Dream Team that year in Barcelona? Talk, talk daily. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, how did like that's where with like Chuck Daly, and as much as those Pistons guys loved him, how did like Chuck Daly not say anything? You know, well, yeah. say, like, hey, how do you not have my guy there? Like, you want me like to be this coach? Obviously, they would have said, all right, we'll go, you know, grab Pat Riley then or something like that. I, I'm sure they might have grabbed someone else, and maybe he just really wanted to do it. But how did he not maybe play, like, exert some sort of influence saying, hey, you got to have Isaiah there. Right. So that, I mean, I know Rod Thorne came out and said, oh, no, that had nothing to do with it. I mean, it had everything to do. It had something to do with making Jordan happy. Maybe Jordan, you know, he wouldn't have said, oh, if Isaiah goes, I'm not going to go. Right. But I think Jordan might have made it a lot tougher for them sure. doing a lot of the marketing sure. stuff once they were over in Barcelona. And just, sure. you know, because you know how massive that was, that first team to get all those whole up neighbors in later, right. you know, but, you know, on that team. Right. So that's what changed, that's I, I think it was maybe it was just like, uh, like maybe just like appeasing. Jordan just to make him happy once they had him over in Barcelona and stuff like that. But sure. yeah, that's, that, 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 that was, that's, that's tough. That, that was tough to see. It was. It, it was. You brought up a, a great point. In fact, how does Chuck Daly not say, Hey, listen, I'm not going to coach this team without my guy. So that's another angle of it that makes well, you then, think, you know, Jordan probably did have a little something to do with it. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Daly probably said that. I'm sure, I'm sure he probably said that. And I'm sure whoever was, it was Rod Thorne, right? Or whoever was um, in charge of USA Basketball probably was like... Yeah, he, was like he was one of the guys. Like, oh, so yeah. they, Rod, they probably was like, oh, okay, well, you don't want to coach it? Well, fuck it. Then we'll get somebody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Jordan was, he was that league. And in fact, it was that dream team that started to make the league on that ascend up. Like, the league is not well, what it is today without Michael Jordan. Well, what it did just internationally... Sure. How, how many guys like the international players in the league now um, 
that that talked about like well maybe like some of the ones some of the ones now maybe were like a little too young but right. there was a lot of inter, like international players over like the last 10 or 15 years to talk about how big that was watching you know they said maybe grew up like overseas playing soccer and all of a sudden they started right. yeah they saw that dream team there in barcelona especially a lot of the spanish players you know seeing right. them in in their home country there right uh and, and what it's done and you know they were going up against some yeah, at the time they were going up against some pretty good good countries too like i remember the final was against croatia which you know there was split up with uh you know the yugoslavian countries that all like all split up and they went their own right. ways like with serbia and, and, right. and uh you know croatia and all those teams right. but croatia had a, a very good team and you know they just they got that was, the, that was the tony kukos team i think yeah i think he was at Pe- petrovic was there before he, yeah. he was killed oh, in, in wow. the car accident yeah, 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 yeah they, no, they, had, they already had a couple of, and then, yeah you see like especially those countries like serbia and croatia all the places lithuania with Vlade. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. So, and then, I, like, like Barcelona's when he came over, like they were sort of at the end of his career, but like he was yeah. all banged up. Like he was, he was a monster for a bit. You know, well, back when they were all unified, like Soviet Union, but you know, right. from Lithuania. Yeah. But what you know, absolutely. You know, I, I tell you just a real quick point. What I, you know, when we were talking about, um, you, you, like you were mentioning, we were talking about Michael Jordan and stuff like that, and and you know, did he have something to do with it? I'm like, yo, he did. You know what? And that that, that and that's been his selfish. I think he's a very selfish person. This is me personally. And 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 my opinion is um I didn't really call him selfish growing up and stuff like that because he was never like a ball hog or nothing like that. I didn't see that that aspect to his Well, you also see it in a different light now too. But like now, as right, so I'm you older, older right, I'm older now. Yeah. But I've yep. also seen LeBron James and and he might be closest to greatest, but not the greatest, but close. But what one thing I respect about LeBron James is that he looked out for his players. So now, uh, uh, granted, everybody that won on the championships, like especially in 2016, he made sure they got paid. Okay, he made sure the J.R. Smiths, the Tristan Thompsons, you know, um, they got paid. So how the fuck are you calling uh, Scottie Pippen selfish, and he's making? Barely two million, and you're making thirty three million, bro. Like that to me, it's like I don't know. Like you, 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 you had you had that power. I mean, Scotty's not bringing that up. He's not saying that. I think he yeah. did kind of say that when he said, "Man, fuck that. I'm not. I'm not, man. Fuck that. I'm taking it, it off it, a little it, bit." It, you know what I mean? Yeah, it could be something also with like Jordan saying, "Like, hey, man, you signed a contract. You signed that long contract when a lot of people told you not to." Yeah, it could come down to that too. Yeah. But I think. Jordan was looking at it, I, I guess, from a standpoint of saying, you know, he could have had the surgery done, uh, like, when the season ended, you know, instead right. of, like, enjoying his summer. So I, I can understand, you know, that point. But, you know, you know, Jordan was no big fan of Jerry Krause either. So right. he could sort of – but I guess if Jordan sort of saying if it's going to be their final season, you know, to go out on top and, you know, needing everyone there together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he could have put pressure on the, the yeah, team come on. years before that saying, hey, you know, I understand you have a thing where you don't want to you know, renegotiate contracts. But like Jordan, Jordan could have left earlier and you wouldn't have had all those six championships. Maybe Jordan wouldn't have come back. You that's know, that's saying. true. That's what I'm that's saying. Exactly no, I'm, I'm trying to think when I didn't. You know, it's funny. We just got talking. I just. I didn't. I should have looked it up, but like Jordan's contract situation when he did retire, 
Like, was he still in contact? With, or, or he, he wasn't a free agent, right? Think, he was still I, technically under under contract with the Bulls. Cause think, maybe that's sort of why he was playing with the White Sox and Reinsdorf, you know, in the minor I think I have to go back and look. But when he stepped away from the game in 98 to go play baseball, that wasn't that's 98, well, well, That wasn't 93. It was 93. 98, he retired right. um, because yeah, nine, Phil left. And when he, was, he, was, he was actually a free agent at the end of, like, 98. Right. So and, I guess maybe he was still technically, because like, I'm thinking when he came back in, in 95, you know, like a year and yeah. a half later, when he came back during the season, he came back with the Bulls. Right. It wasn't like he was coming. So I guess he still was under contract, because then it, it's not like he came back and said, like, hey, I'm coming back to play. You know, right. I'm a free agent. Who wants to sign me? Right. You know, he, he went right to the Bulls, so, right? So, I mean, but he did. But he, I, I thought he did sign some contracts after that. I'm though. sure like, he, he did. Signed, like one or two year deals to so get like just thirty three million. Right, but I mean, but even, so, but even, I mean, even, I mean, business is business, you know. And people say it's business yeah. is not personal. Business is always personal. Okay, so when, 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 when. Dude, well, not Jerry Ron, Jerry Reinsdorf, or I think his name is, or whatever. He he told. How do you give your employee? And your your second best player on the team, you give him a contract. You tell him, listen, I wouldn't sign this. Yeah. Come on, what but he also fuck? said, like, once you sign it, you know, don't don't right. don't talk to me right. about it. You know, right? right. But, but I, I guess you know I guess with Jordan, there was also that like competitive person inside him saying, all right, let's just like this go out him. and do it. Because sure. you talked about like when when it went back to like was it like business and competitive? We mm-hmm. talked about his second year in the league when he was mm-hmm. coming back from injury, mm-hmm. and you know. You know, Krause would come down to the bench and he could only play 14 minutes and, and stuff like that. You right. know, because in a way, like, Krause was looking to miss the playoffs again and get another lottery. Yeah, another lottery pick, like, George, yeah. like, the hell yeah. is this? Let's make the playoffs here. Yeah, I want right. to win, you know, and right. it absolutely was. And I know, like you said about the disrespect he had for him, he used to make fun of him right in front of the whole entire team. Crumbs. Oh, well, two of them, two of them, he should, like, it was Pippen and Jordan shit on the back of the bus. He used to call him, like, back box and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you know. Maybe, maybe like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Pippen started taking another level there in 98 when, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah. like, we were looking to trade him and he you know, was demanding a trade, stuff like that. And then, and like, Jordan was going, like, Jordan's like, yeah, Scotty was going a little too far and stuff like that. But, but that, it was funny because he said that because they were doing that. They've been doing that for quite some time. For quite some time. But, but, I mean, it but it could have been almost like like joking around, but they were almost like somewhat serious. Like, hey, because remember they're talking about like, like hey, when they were dribbling like for practice. Right. Like, Jerry, you're going to come out and, you know, shoot some uh, hoops at us hey, before the game. Go, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, and like Jordan's like, we're going to have to lower the rim lower for you. The rim, right. Oh, so so there, was, there was some shots. But I, I, I at the same time, like I said, I, I think that – um, Jordan, um, like I said, I think I think he had the ability to be able to help Scotty out just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, I never, I never was a big Michael Jordan fan. You know what I mean? Um, I respected his game, um, hands down. I mean, he was unstoppable. But I hated what he did to the Knicks. I hated what he did to my Sixes. Um, I just, you know, he, he just was too damn good, and that's probably why I didn't like him. <laughs> he, he he absolutely was, and. Uh... Well, listen, fellas, you know, we had a phenomenal chat tonight about yeah. the last dance. You know, some awesome insight that Mike brought to the show tonight. Yeah. I appreciate you joining us. You know, the story about Rick Mahorn and, you know, his little insight, that was some cool, oh, yeah. you know, uh, insider information. Yeah. I like just to piggyback on that real quick. When I was working, because I'm from the South Jersey area, Rick Mahorn was down here. When mm-hmm. I was working at the gym, the Jewish Community Center in Cherry Hill, he used to bring some of his guys who was training over there. Oh. And so I got a chance to Rick. Yeah, I used to. I got a chance to meet Rick Mahorn a couple times. Oh, and wow. he was a pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah before, so, before, before I know we got like sign off, but there was like um, 
another story, like real quick with Mahorn. Sure. sure. First, first year with first year with the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Like one of his uh, his uh, basketball cards. That, yeah, I was like googling online. It was like a picture of, like him up against like like uh, Larry Bird, and the both of them like smirking and stuff like that. And I sent it to him. I'm like joking. Around. I'm like, oh, you're getting a little close there with Bird. Huh? I have a little fun. <laughs> he goes, he goes, oh, he goes. I'll actually explain what what like we're smiling about in that picture. Because that was his first year with the Sixers. So they, mm-hmm. you know. You know, the Pistons had won the year before, and the Pistons were going to win it again that year. Mm-hmm. But he was going up against Bird. And, like, like Bird had just said to him, he's like, yeah, how's your hand feeling, right? So, like, he, he, Mahorn's like, how are you talking about? You think, like, you can, like, punch him or something like that? He goes, what are you talking about? My hand's fine. And, like, Bird goes, no, you idiot. I'm talking about your, your hand, how it feels wearing that ring on it now and stuff like that. You know, oh. talking about his champions. And I was right. like, you know, oh. he goes, like, you dummy, what are you talking about? <laughs> he said, like, Bird would always, like, taunt him now like, on the court, like, Hey, Nayhorn, Nayhorn, because your bird was a big shit talker. You really call him Nayhorn. Yeah, big time. It's funny. That's funny. It's yeah. funny that, um, just real quick, and I know we got to go because the last dance is coming on. But so check yeah. it though. But um, one thing, speaking of, we talked about um, bird, but now we talk, I just figured it, it joggled my mind about the Celtics, right? And it talked about, I just saw an article or a video actually with Danny Ainge and Kevin McHale. And they said that even though they were scared of Jordan, you know the person that they were really scared of throughout their whole career they named? Andrew. No. Andrew. Andrew Uh, Tony. Tony. Andrew oh, Tony. Well, he had the nickname was the Boston Springer. Boston. They said said he was strictly, he was unguardable. They had nightmares. They were scared of him. They said Jordan was good, but not like Tony. Yeah, until his uh, foot injury, and it was right. like it wasn't handled well back then. Like, like right. didn't have the medicine nowadays that he had back then, and yeah, it just totally right derailed his career. Yeah, Terrible. sooner than should have been. Yeah. Terrible, absolutely. And, and like I said, real quick, I'm sorry because like I said, this is my man. I, I, I gotta talk to you too, Mike. We got we got to talk. We got to catch up, man. But listen, as long as you know me, who's been my basketball team, Mike? Uh, well, it's been, it's been the Sixers. Yeah, I know. Sometimes <laughs> when we go like the Knicks games and stuff like that, you're right. like both of them. Like if the Knicks are playing the Bulls, you're both for them. Right. But you were always like a Sixer because it was like Dr. J. Your father Dr. loved Dr. J. Dr. That's, J right. so. That's it, man. That's it. Well, you know why he brings that up, Mike. You know why he brings that up because I'm a Philly guy through and through. Right. And you know, I'll always say I'll kind of knock Jay for being a New Yorker, and he wants to let it be known that don't forget. The Sixers are where my heart is at. So right. That's why he wanted a little, you know, bring right. that up. Uh, he, he used to talk about like taking the Amtrak train down from Penn Station. Right. You, to, you guys should take the trip there and back, right? Like that's on right. game night, right? That's right. That's right. Trip, yeah. Drive down there, everything, man. We used to have a good time. Now, Randy, Randy, real quick. Randy's a um, uh, uh, a Philadelphia Phillies, and I told him how our Yankees, we, we spanked them. And, yeah. and, oh, and, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we spanked them. You but, know what? <laughs> we got mine in 08. So, uh, I got mine in 08. But listen, I mean, I can, you know, had to wait two terrain delays before you finally finished that one game. But yeah, right. Listen, I know <laughs> it was unbelievable. That was and crazy. Then, listen, and then, of course, of course, when we went to another show. And if you want to join us again, Mike, we'd love to have you sure. on. Yeah. But we will, uh, you know, of course, when my Eagles finally got one in 2017. Oh, gosh. oh, gosh. Uh, oh, oh they're right here. Actually, if you can see that, that's my Super Bowl champion oh, hat. But, uh, but yeah. listen, Mike, thank you so much for, uh, you know, joining us. And we'd love to have you on again. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, enjoy the last dance tonight and appreciate all the insight and commentary. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to go check out because I, I've actually uh, watched it like on demand. Like, because I actually caught up this past week. Because the last two Sundays right. I was busy doing stuff, so I just watched it all this week. Like, yeah, I watch each night. I watch a different episode. So oh, yeah. I think it was the edited ones. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go because now, like, I, I know ESPN, ESPN two. One's edited and one's unedited. So well, which, wait, 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 wait. Which one? Which one? Which one is unedited? ESPN two. Uh, yeah, oh, one I of them. So. One of them. Uh, no, yeah. no, I didn't. Well, well, I guess you turn on one like. Let's see. My buddy just texted me. He goes, ESPN cursing, ESPN 2 bleed. So if you okay, watch no. Kids, yeah, I like ES- on- yeah, ESPN. That's the one that's yeah. been cursing yeah. and shit. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, like we fucking curse. Excuse me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, cursing and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and all that shit. Right. So- <laughs> Yo, Mike, all I'm right, going to text, so text, text you this week, though, Mike. All right? I got some stuff you could say like off the air that some of the players have told me. Yeah, I can't yeah, really yeah, say on the air, but you can pass it on to Randy. I got you. I got plenty of good, good shit. I got you. Sounds I got good, you. <laughs> All right, Mike. So, we, we, like I said, I'll, I'll be in touch with you this week, though, bro. All right? All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks right. for having All me. Right. All right. See you Thanks later. Thanks a lot. Bro. Take it easy. All right. You All right. Me... I'm sorry. I'll just disconnect here yeah. and let you guys finish up. All right. All right, guys. Uh, All right. Uh, I'll catch you. Just hit me up anytime, right? All right, bro. See you later. All right. All right. Bye. All right. All right, so that was an awesome insight. Real Absolutely. quick, we're going to cut the commercial break. We're going to come right on back. Right. And then we're going to wrap this up. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Asa Allen. I am the creative writer and executive producer of the new and exciting web series, Landlord and Tenant Wars. This series is full of drama and controversy as we shed light on the challenging issues landlords face when dealing with difficult tenants. Please tune in on YouTube on the Landlord and Tenant Wars channel. All right, welcome back to Let's Get It. I'm your host, Randy Duckin. You guys are watching us tonight. What a great show we had. I got my co-host and producer, Jason Bryce. We're going to do a real quick wrap-up tonight as we want to get on to watching The Last Dance. We want to thank Mike Corbett for joining us. Absolutely. Awesome insight. Let's give, him, let's, give and, him, let's give him a round of applause real quick. Let's give him a round of applause. Absolutely. 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 So, Jay, 30 seconds. Your thoughts on the show and anything that you're looking forward to tonight. Um, I, I'm just interested to see what Horace, um, you know, what Horace Grant's, um, you know, um, what his story is because they they've labeled him as the Benedict Arnold. He's he's been the snitch, so you know, um, and they always said snitches gotta go. So um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see that angle or whatever. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm excited to see that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I have to say too, I'm just excited to see how it develops because every show, every episode is brought out. Another, you know, underlying story you didn't really know about. Absolutely. With that said, everyone who joined us tonight, we appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, you can be able to catch this episode on YouTube. It'll be up and watching, so you can join us, start watching. Mm-hmm. If you want to join our show, reach out to myself or Jason Bryce. You can mm-hmm. also listen to us on uh, SoundCloud mm-hmm. and Buzzsprout and I also Apple me. iTunes. That's right. Apple iTunes. Listen, for my co-host, Jason Bryce, I'm Randy Duckin. Be well. You've been, you've been watching and listening to Let's Get It. And we're out. All right.